today is Katie Willett. She is from Williamsburg Middle School and she's a life science teacher of grade seven. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. So tell a little bit about yourself to our learners and what goes on at your middle school. Okay. Well, I uh, am in my 17th year of teaching middle school, mostly seventh grade. And at our school, we are in the pieces of um, putting together a personalized learning school. Mm. We have six of us here at the conference who are trying to gather a bunch of pieces and then put together a plan to go back into our district and say we would really like to pilot personalized learning. Um, we have it happening in pockets in the school, but we really see how this is beneficial for kids. We want to move our entire school towards that and then hopefully lead the way for our district to move that way. So what was your first introduction to personalized learning? So my introduction actually came through self-regulation learning. Mm -hmm. My teaching mentor is now a university professor at George Mason University. Mm -hmm. She called one day and said, I'm doing research on self-regulation and learning and how to embed that in particularly a science classroom. So I want you to write a lesson plan. We're going to go through the lesson plan and pull out the elements of self-regulation in that. So. We spent about three years where going through different iterations of the lesson, embedding self-regulation, and then that actually came out in a textbook mm. that covers all of the different subject areas. It provides two lesson plans um, for every subject, including things like foreign language, yeah. and embedding those elements of helping students learn how to set a goal, um, identify where they are as a learner. From there, how do they learn strategies and use specific strategies to take their learning further. Throughout that, they're doing reflection to modify their learning until they've completed that goal, and then that helps them set their next goal. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So what were some of the first strategies you tried teaching learners? Um, it started very simply, actually. Just I was running stations, and so at the beginning of a station, I'd have the students set a goal mm -hmm. for what they wanted to do in that station, and then at the end of it, they would have to do a reflection. But the reflection wasn't just, well, what did you learn? It was, how did this strategy help you learn? Mm -hmm. So I imagine that that can feel like you're giving up a lot of instructional time. It can, but I actually found that it builds in more because it takes a bit in the beginning to set it up, but then by this point in the year, the kids can come in and they already know without me saying anything mm. exactly where they are, and I feel like the learning goes even faster because they are learning more about themselves, and one student will say, well, I really need to draw this out. I don't understand it until I do that. The student next to them is saying, oh, I'd actually rather create a story. I'm going to understand this concept by writing the oxygen molecule story of going through cellular respiration. Wow. So it almost seems like because you've given them these tools for self-regulation that mm -hmm. they're almost starting to personalize their learning on their own. They do. Um, <laughs> now some students... That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it takes a while to set it up. And yeah. um, particularly when I have students who have only ever had traditional schooling, right. they are very nervous. Mm -hmm. And they are just saying, well, what is it you want me to do? What am I supposed to come up with at the end? And I keep saying, I don't know. You need to identify what your product is going to be. How can you show me you know it? Um, and I 
started off just being very open-ended mm-hmm. and then I had to go back and create some tiered activities sure. saying mm-hmm. okay this is how you're gonna show me you know your base content mm-hmm. um, and that helps because then the students can say all right I have a jumping off point I know this is the type of activity and then throughout the year they'll be more comfortable to right. come in and create their own yeah. so it definitely takes some time to set up for them it does and yeah. About how long does that take for like for the kids who are coming from a more of a traditional system? How, how long does that typically take? So what's also interesting is the gifted learners. It takes longer. Mm-hmm. They um, are there are students who are always good at school, mm-hmm. but they're good at checking the boxes and they know exactly if they know I have to color this in in this exact shade. That's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Versus our special ed learners who have always had to find another way to learn it, uh, they adapt, I'd say, within a month. Mm-hmm. The uh, gifted learners, it probably takes uh, at least the first quarter, if not a little bit longer. Sure, yeah. sure, that makes total sense, mm-hmm. Yeah. right? If you know how to do school, yeah. and you're really good at following the directions of the teacher, yes. then doing something different is really scary. Well, and you expose yourself as a learner, right? which gifted students can sometimes struggle with. Mm-hmm. They have always done well, and so to expose yourself to failure of saying, well, that strategy didn't work is very scary to them. Yeah. So when you, when you talk about the different types of students like that, do you think it's the same for some of the teachers that you've worked with mm-hmm. in the schools, that some teachers are really, really good at doing the traditional ways of of school mm-hmm. and get good results, and now you're asking them to do something a little bit different. Yeah. So what does that dynamic look like mm-hmm. as an adult for the, for the schools? That is something actually our team of six has been discussing, is how do we take people who have been successful teachers and have good ideas of what to do in the classroom, but it doesn't fit that personalized learning, and mm-hmm. um, how do you show them the benefits of giving up some of that control but at the same time, a personalized classroom is controlled. The teacher does know what's happening. It's just you're letting the students explore that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, bringing people to conferences like this is a good exposure to say, here's what can be, and here's how not only does this work for our main group of students, but it's going to work for all of the students. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many of your colleagues are working this way? Do you work on a team where you're personalizing together? What is your personal situation like? So right now it's very piecemealed at the school. Yeah. Um, and actually across our county, three years ago our county started a personalized learning cohort. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now in the group that started this year, the personalized learning cohort, even though I've been right. doing it on my own. Sure. Um, but it, right now it's this teacher really – is into this idea, they want to take this on. Um, So we have probably 10 people in our school of 80 staff members who are doing it. That's a large school. Yeah. 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 Um, But that's part of the vision that we sat down last night and we were casting for the school is how do we start to take the pockets of people who are interested, get the people in the middle who are intrigued by the idea but it need a little bit of they want to see the others do it first yeah 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 and they also yeah. need to say they'll say I 
I see how it works in this style of class, but I don't know how it can work in my content area. Right. Mm -hmm. So we need to find ways to give them those examples. Yeah. Um, That's very exciting. That is, mm -hmm. that is very exciting. Um, it seems like you've got a big job ahead of you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I think some of the benefits that you talked about that kids were already kind of personalizing mm -hmm. themselves if we just approach it. Like personalized learning is not a thing, right? No. It, it, there's not a one way to do it. Right. There's many ways to do it. And bringing those other teachers along, having them fit where where they're comfortable right. in trying something different. But it yeah. doesn't have to be the same thing that you're doing. No, no. It. What we saw on the site visit here and in talking with a school in Minnesota is there needs to be some consistency for the students' sake so that they mm -hmm. can say, like, I'm going into this class and I know this is where I can identify my learning targets. Right. But then giving teachers that chance to personalize their classroom. Right. Well, thank you so much for You're coming welcome. by. Yeah. Um, thank you. Hopefully we'll see you again at another Pima conference yes. and we can hear about some of the things. Thank you. Thank you.